0: we Hop into the mystery machine everybody we are off to the circus to recap big top scooby-doo i am the brazilian dragon himself felipe who loves scooby snacks and i am not alone i am here with someone who has tamed many a wild creature in her time to do her bidding it is lisa lisa welcome back to the scooby snacks and chats podcast here on the brazilian dragon podcast
1: sure thank you Um, i just want to say that uh, i'm calling from new zealand which is a made-up place, a bit like Fairyland or Australia.
0: (laughs) No, uh, New Zealand is not made up. (laughs) Cannot be made up because we love Lisa. And if New Zealand was made up, then I wouldn't have a friend in New Zealand. (laughs) How are you been, Lisa? It's been about a year since you were last on the podcast. What's new with you, if you have any updates?
1: I don't can't think of anything like a, a lot of stuff in my life, but nothing that, you know, people listening to a Scooby-Doo podcast are going to be like, oh yeah, well, wow, Lisa's in a new position now. Man, learning and <laughs> development's the best.
0: Well, I'm excited for you. So we can talk <laughs> offline about all the things, but uh, you are such a homie. I love talking to you always. And Lisa is such an MVP that she was willing to push this podcast back two seconds before we recorded last time um but i'm excited to chat with this movie uh we talked in the pre-show that lisa and i have different takes on the movie so i'm excited to hear her glowing remarks because this was one of my least favorite ones of the modern scooby-doo era but i'm excited to break it all down with lisa i'll still give it a better score than she gave lock this monster but um (laughs) lisa have you had any inspiring scooby-doo thoughts since we last chatted
1: uh, I don't think so. My love for Scooby Doo has been, you know, consistent and strong throughout my entire life, and you know, I'm I'm still at that place. I haven't watched Velma. I got put off by all the like fad reviews and things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Although I have, I still <laughs> am resolved. I'm resolved to read that book, Those Middling Kids, which came out maybe in the late '90s or early two thousands, which is sort of
0: Scooby I haven't read S. it either but yeah
1: that's my we, next mission before i'm on this podcast next i will have read that book and i can give you a review
0: a little book report
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's yes well i can tell you you can skip velma or watch a youtube recap if someone's put that out there it's fine uh it's nothing special hopefully season two is better but who knows now when that's coming mm-hmm. out um mm-hmm. so with that said lisa overall thoughts on this movie before we dive deep into the recap big top scooby-doo which originally premiered on october 9th 2012 Um, direct to television movie uh, overall thoughts
1: well uh, unlike some other Scooby-Doo projects I have looked at for this podcast I've loved it I thought it was very funny very self-referential sort of poked fun at the things that Scooby-Doo you know that sort of irked me about Scooby-Doo at times so I thought it was a great one very clever
0: yeah, no, I thought some of the writing, I really, uh, spoiler alert, I like the ending where they solved the person and then they still had like an extra bad guy to find out. I thought that was a nice twist. And that's something that I really took away as a positive for this movie. And we'll talk about it at the end where like they caught the first guy and then the other guy was off with um the the jewels. And we'll break it all down. But I thought that was actually a really creative twist. And uh, this movie did have some meta moments that I appreciated. And that was probably, like, where the praise from me ended. I really was disappointed in this one. I was really (laughs) looking forward to it. Maybe it was because I know we had a great guest lined up. But, um, yeah, maybe it's also, like, I don't know. I thought this one was very, like, insular. Like, we got to know the whole circus crew. But I think part of the love of Scooby-Doo for me might be like the travel aspects and like seeing the different areas and how Scooby-Doo reacts to the different environments and we like really stayed at one location the whole time and that might have been a detractor but I'm not really sure let me go read my letterbox review of this one um, yeah I liked
1: that part of it like I liked that it gave you a chance to just really sit with all the characters and the setting yeah so that was a positive
0: for me See, I didn't even give myself enough notes for the future because I said defund circuses as my notes for this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we'll talk about it. I have the plot r- notes here. Do you want to dive into the plots or do you, do you have anything else you want to add before we get started? Actually, wait, before we get started, what is your history with the circus?
1: Oh, great question. Um not a very big thing in New Zealand like there are circuses that you know travel around but it's more like oh wow that's you know circuses here um there was there was like a sort of a circus that just traveled around the south island of New Zealand that had like its camp just outside of the city where I live so sometimes when you were driving you'd like drive past the circus place and there'd be like you know horses and caravans it was quite cool but um yeah pretty I don't know I honestly wouldn't even say that I've seen a a circus as depicted in this movie because with the size of New Zealand it's not really something that um yeah you don't see really
0: yeah no uh, my experience with circus I think I've been to one circus and I was not a fan because it smelled bad because of all the animals there but I like Mm -hmm. animals um as I get older I do feel like circuses are kind of like Becoming more antiquated but i also know a lot of people mm. are like oh circuses aren't the kindest to animals um yeah and also dumbo is a circus movie and it makes me sad re-watching it because he gets separated mm. from his mom and i don't like that
1: very sad um actually i do have another circus related thing uh have you ever watched or read more importantly something wicked this way comes by ray bradbury
0: i have not no
1: so that is a very very good book and and a you know pretty good movie uh based in a very spooky circus like if anyone listening to this has any interest at all in circuses and you haven't encountered this thing like watch the movie or even better read the book it's perfect oh, it it's looks so spooky. creepy and it's still oh, it's really really good and i the start of this movie gave me those vibes which was another reason why i was like oh I, I think i like this this is good
0: it gives spookiness it's it's
1: gives like spook-
0: just a movie tr- uh poster
1: Yeah, it's very, yeah, right, Ripe is amazing.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, shall we get into the recap of this movie, Lisa? Yes, please. All right. So in Atlantic City, a werewolf breaks into a jewelry store, steals the ruby necklace, setting off an alarm, and the creature ends up getting out of there because a security guard comes um, and two policemen as well. Um, And they try to stop the werewolf, but the werewolf was too speedy, and it escaped into the hills and we see the circus. So that's the opening, the cold open of this film. Um, Mm. How do you feel like this stacks up on in terms of the other cold opens that you would enjoy from the Scooby-Doo cinematic universe?
1: I really liked it. It had everything like I, well, actually my very first note on my page here, is why is there a werewolf in this movie? (laughs) And I thought I'd maybe put on the wrong movie because I knew it was about- For me- I was like, what?
0: I thought it was going to be like a clown was like the culprit. But then it makes sense if the world is with clowns, then it's something else that isn't normal to the circus. Um, But I was like, I assumed the big top Scooby-Doo, the monster was going to be like this evil clown, like this uh, historical clown figure that is haunting the circus. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I expected it to be like, I don't know, like darkened circus, some creepy, some ghost does something. I don't know. But no, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the characterization of the policeman they could just easily have been nothing characters but i really feel like i got to know the characters and, and i felt like this for the whole movie they it was very clever the way they got every little bit out of those peripheral characters
0: i do feel like the the side characters were very well developed for like scooby-doo terms mm, like um yeah for like fully theatrical animated movie i don't think it would fly but like in terms of like what this movie is it a tv movie i think these mm. were good side characters like i feel like all of them were unique like the lion tamer the strong man the couple from the trapeze i felt like they all were unique and like interesting in their own right um so i did feel like that ha- this movie had that going for it mm. um meanwhile scooby and the gang they arrive to atlantic city they're going on vacation and fred sees the brand qc circus and he's like, let's go see it. And everyone else is kind of like, eh, let's go to Atlantic City. And then he's like, no, but I love circuses.
1: Yeah, read the room, Fred. That was like <laughs> straight from the start. I was like laughing. But it seemed charming. Like mm-hmm. Fred can be sort of oblivious to social cues and sort of bulldoze his way through and other properties. And I don't remember thinking like, ah. Oh. But this, he was just so wholesome in his love for the circus and he was just blinded to everyone else's very, you know, extreme disinterest. So I, I was it, surprised how much I enjoyed Fred here.
0: It makes Fred a little bit more likable like than other experiences that we've had with Fred. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like a weird little quirk about Fred that he is obsessed with circuses. Like I like when we get to, like these characters have been around since like the 50s, 60s, the 60s actually. Um, and it's like it's so cool that they like add these little details and it's like ooh, here's a weird quirk about fred like 50 years after he was like created like he is obsessed with the circus um mm-hmm. uh, do you yeah. have a favorite circus animal lisa before we start talking about the animals later in this movie or do you just love them all
1: um well yeah ideally i would have no animals in the circus
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but if we're talking about animals that are traditionally featured in a circus that i enjoy um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there's something about the lions. I guess like having something so dangerous like right there, but also it's really horrible that something so mm-hmm. dangerous and powerful is just like through violence, <laughs> you know, trapped in this cage for their whole time. So um yeah yeah oh actually um maybe uh, penguins. I, I
0: love penguins. Oh my god, I love penguins. Yeah, and,
1: and I think about like Batman. Oh, is Batman and Robin that Arnold Schwarzenegger's in. Batman yeah. Forever. One of those. Yeah, and they have like all of You know, the old rundown aquarium and the penguins and little umbrellas and all. So oh.
0: that one I is the think. Batman Returns with Michael Keaton oh. and Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito's the Penguin. But yes, I love. That's my favorite of the Batman movies from the nineties. Because uh, yeah. then at the end they're in the underground like aquarium, uh, but there is the circus scene from Batman Forever where Robin's parents die.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking of the yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Michael Keaton's not the Batman in that, is he?
0: No, that's George Clooney. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, a
1: very, it's a very campy one, though oh yeah, maybe the penguins are in
0: really that one too because he is Mr Freeze. I don't know. I definitely remember the penguins from the Danny DeVito one. Oh, Danny DeVito.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm probably getting that. I need to re-watch these. I did an Indiana Jones re-watch before I watched a
0: The Darkest Destiny. I watched them ah. all week. What are your biggest yeah, takeaways from Indiana Jones as re-watching?
1: Um, gosh, a lot of it doesn't hold up. Like, did not enjoy the way he treats women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, Did not enjoy the way different cultures were treated. Like, yeah, it's always a bit. Um, sad watching those things, yeah. and then realizing w- so recently how everyone yeah. thought it was okay to treat everyone I'm like oh, not about that.
0: Was this? Did um, you show your son these movies for the first time, or had he seen them before?
1: No, he didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want to watch them. So it's just like a bunch of adults. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, but yeah, no, that was it. Was a good. It was a very enjoyable. And did you like Dial of he, Destiny? Um, I did. I wish Indiana Jones had more agency
0: in it. Mm, that's valid that's valid I I thought like this is the same thing I felt with like the Mission Impossible movie that I saw last night a little long some of it could have been trimmed I'm a very (gasps) antsy person and like but I like it was well-paced and I there were only like a few moments where I was like getting antsy it was like other like for a three-hour movie Indiana Jones is two and a half but like for a Mm three-hour movie like I felt like it was well-paced and there wasn't a ton of times where I was like getting restless it was like very irregular but like when i did get restless i'm like oh my god i can't believe this movie is three hours um mm. i'm worried about how i'm gonna do an oppenheimer because that is three hours like to the dot and that's gonna make me antsy i feel like people should start yeah. making shorter movies
1: <laughs> yep yeah, or put, bring back intermissions
0: i love that idea because i can do an intermission I, yeah. I i mess with an intermission did this movie need an intermission for you lisa no, big top Scooby Doo.
1: it's it great. I, I like. I can't believe how much I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> really,
0: like it's I'm like... so happy for you because I was like, yeah. So I watched this, and then I did a double feature with this and Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. And I like Crystal Skull better.
1: Oh my gosh, there's a very divergent takes today because I I thought Mission Impossible could have been even longer. I watched, you watched it, like it? A few days ago. Yeah. Okay. And I thought nice. it was amazing. I smiled so much it's ridiculous but amazing.
0: I had a great time it was just a little long I get very anxious and antsy and like the movie theater was a little hot the air conditioning could have been cranked up a little better and I would have felt Mm. calm but um like I thought the action scenes are actually very well paced like the scene in the airport and the scene with the car and then the scene with the train all phenomenal but then like the little like middle part like the talky stuff Kind of like is where it like drags a little because I don't go for Mission Impossible for the plot; I go for the action scenes.
1: Oh, see, I, I'm the opposite. Like, I, I the action scenes are like thrilling, but I've been I've loved Mission Impossible ever since it first came out. Like it was one of my like the original show movies. or the yeah. movie. Oh, well, the show I used to watch the show, but then and there was like a re- the reboot of the show in the 90s. So that I watched all of that, loved that. Then the movie came out in like 1995 or 96. And I watched that so many times. I think I probably had it on like VHS or something. And I, I used to almost know that movie by heart. So yeah. just Mission of, you know, the the so, face ripping, the Ethan Hunt saying cool stuff, like people giving coded messages. I wanted to
0: Christmas. do the rewatch like I did with Indiana Jones, but like there are more movies. They're longer, and uh, I've only seen Ghost Protocol. I feel like Lisa's gonna disown me as a friend, but I've only <laughs> seen Ghost Protocol. I saw it with my friends' family when we when I was in Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. At a theater that shut down because of the pandemic which made me sad uh mm. but uh because that was like the theater that i would go to in brazil but that's the only experience i had i really remember really liking that movie and i really like this movie too i just uh long movies make me anxious
1: <laughs> um, yeah. no, i, 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 I
0: love the batman and that was like three hours but everything else usually like my favorite movies are like an hour 40 to like two hours max I yeah feel like... i mean
1: yeah you think go about ahead. like you think about i don't know like the lengths of the length of Shakespeare's plays or the length of other types of media and you think about filmmaking and like why why do you need three hours to tell this like what yeah and sometimes I think people and, get a bit you know high on their own supply and then oh, like, possibly like, you shaved a couple, like one more thing
0: yeah if you shaved like maybe like one scene and then a couple frames off every single scene I feel like that would like enhance the movie experience just a little bit more like you don't need like every single insert shot of uh Hayley Atwell's foot in the Mission Impossible scene like hitting the pedal like I feel like that was like the stuff that could have cut but (laughs) I love that scene I love that scene that was uh no I think I like the airport scene the most of the three action scenes but they were all phenomenal of the three mm. three big action set pieces, yeah,
1: it was good. Like in the movie theater, I was literally like had my yeah. hands up to my mouth, like <gasps> you know, like I, I was just like tense. Stuff. With the I jump,
0: was... I I felt like I was there in that moment. Like I felt like a drop <laughs> of adrenaline, like in the pit of the like, stomach. I felt that. Like that was really cool. Mm. That was like one of the coolest movie experiences. Um, yeah. Also, another three hour movie that I love. I'm a hypocrite. Avatar: The Way of Water. I just wanted to vibe with those <gasps> elephant whales for a while. <sighs>
1: I have you hated seen it? that movie. I hated it. I hated it. Hated oh it, no. it. Hated it. Liz, that movie is just so filled with toxic masculinity.
0: Oh, I agreed. Understand? But I'm yeah, just talking about the scene where they're vibing in the water. I could have been in that scene for another hour, like, where they're just, like, hanging out with the whales and just, like, it's so visually stunning. Like, I just want to hang out Did you watch it in like... 3D? No. I watched it in yeah. IMAX. And then I watched two, no. like, um, regular screenings. I watched the three, well, wow. two and a half times. I fell asleep oh in the my middle.
1: gosh. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I was, the only one of the, I thought the only thing that could redeem that movie was 3D, but my friend um, can't really see 3D, so we went to see it know. and just, and I was like, oh, and I, yeah. like, maybe I would have thought it was better, but oh my god, on the topic of movies, it could be like half a thing longer, half a thing shorter, like, the problem is, once you're James Cameron, no yeah. one says like, oh, no. Nah, to be fair,
0: I kind of agree with that, but the middle hour could have been three hours, and then the rest of the movie could have been like 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Mm. I just really I like bounce. surviving in the ocean. Yeah, well, you we do go to the bottom ca- of the water. Do introdu- movie catch up with Lisa yeah. and Billy <laughs>
0: last, last movie topic. Uh, are you seeing mm-hmm. both Barbie and Oppenheimer? Just one? Neither?
1: I'm not going to see Oppenheimer because I'm really against uh, nuclear weapons and war mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I very rarely go to see any movie that has, even Mission Impossible, like, I don't love all the violence. It's not the way I like to do things, but yeah. I, like I said that's got like a bit of a place in my heart um yeah and definitely Barbie I don't know if you've seen the outfits Margot Robbie's been wearing the Barbie outfits yes. that's the Barbies that like I have like that's my childhood Barbies that she's dressing up as so I'm like oh yeah okay I definitely have to go and see this what about to
0: support Barbie I'm definitely I might see both I'm definitely seeing Barbie first because that's priorities Um, but I, if my group of friends wants to go see Oppenheimer, I will go. But like, again, a three hour movie is a commitment and I get anxious, like just thinking about it. Like, I remember I was like really like against going to see the Batman, but I was like, I want to see the Batman. And then I loved it. It was my favorite movie of last year. Mm. But, uh, I, it was, it was definitely like a mental hurdle to get through. Like when you sit down in the theater and it's like, I'm going to be here for three hours. I hope it's chilly. Um, Mm. Anyways, uh, do you have any other movie takes that you want to share at this time? Or should we go back to (laughs) Scooby-Doo?
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, I do, actually. This is a very random recommend, but I watched a documentary about the making of the Tony Hawk PlayStation games.
0: Oh.
1: Um, I'm just going to quickly Google to find out what it was called, but it was like an hour long. um, Oh,
0: Until the wheels fall off?
1: No, it's called Pretending I'm
0: Superman. Oh, love it. Oh,
1: Pretending I'm a Superman. Yeah, and it was just a feel-good, super interesting um, story. I played, like, you know, a lot of the original Tony Hawk video games. And, yeah, I really liked the way it incorporated technology, people's personal stories, interesting stuff about history, you know, skate scene, good music. It was a real good time.
0: Okay, so that's Lisa's recommendation, and we can circle back to this at the end as well when you do your pop culture <laughs> yeah. plugs. But I am here for it. Um, um going back to speaking of like being okay. on wheels. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I had something. I was. Did this Scooby Doo movie seem a bit like I don't know raunchier or like a little, yeah. or a little, yeah, or something, yeah, like the, I noticed the the sign outside Atlantic City said Atlantic City always turned on. <laughs>
0: I did and, not catch
1: um, that. Even when Balmer they were talking about Atlantic City, and I can't remember. I think it might have been Daphne. It was like, "I do it's a mix mate." Well, apart from the gangling shootouts, and it was just yeah. like things like that. I was like, "Oh, I'm not like sort of more more. i do not adult sort of jokes." I was just surprised. Just random that. like
0: adult content that they throw in there, like, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I thought you might know if, if uh, you might be like, oh, no, that's just sort of the, that just seems normal. But to me, it stood out in a way that-
0: I didn't even came. catch that, but well, that's interesting. But like, uh, maybe it is normal and I just don't realize it. There are definitely times where I have noticed like adult innuendos, but this one, I didn't catch anything. Or maybe I did and I didn't write it down. And I don't remember now because mm-hmm. it's been a couple weeks. But um, we get to the circus and it's not open until the next day. So they decide to look around when they notice the front door is unlocked. They search around and they meet a man pursuing a werewolf that has intruded into the circus, and we see another werewolf attack, uh, but Velma scares off the were- a werewolf using a spotlight. Um, mm-hmm. Velma, was very crafty in this movie, with that spotlight.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah um, as soon Velma- as
1: someone did something smart, I was like, oh, that's Velma. I know it was meant to yep. be like a mystery who was behind the light, but I was like, no, it's here, of
0: course. Yeah, Velma was struggling a little bit in some of the recent movies that I discussed, but like this was mm-hmm. a good comeback episode for Velma, or comeback movie. Let me see... Uh, when the last time I gave Velma an MVP was like, the last time you were here, Lisa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do. And no one's given a Velma an MVP since before then. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's a lie. My friend Matt, Matt gave her an MVP in Music of the Vampire. I'm lying. But the last time I gave her one was when you were here for Apricadabra do.
1: Yeah, it seems like um, from, just from listening to your podcast, because I've always listened to your podcast, but I don't watch all these like sometimes horrible Scooby Doo movies. Yeah.
0: Um, Touch a piece. yeah, it
1: does seem like they're struggling with the char- they struggling with the characterization of Velma a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I think I, yeah. I think um, hopefully we'll see some more uh Velma supremacy in the next number of Scooby Doo movies. I can't believe I'm literally just getting over halfway done with this project.
1: But yeah, I'm okay. after watching this one. I'm eat like the next time. that I will probably watch the next one let the see the podcast because I Let's see what the next one, one is. The probably next not. one
0: I think is a short. It's Scooby Doo Haunted Holidays, and it's 22 minutes. So that's, no. that's not that. Bad. Oh, I
1: think I might have already. Well, the
0: next one after is Mask of the Blue Falcon, which I think you said you've seen before, right? Mm. No? no, no, you've seen Batman of the Brave and the Bold.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen the Batman. <laughs> yeah, we had that one on the DVD. Um, okay, now, um, so they're in the circus, and um, well, they're going to go into the abandoned, Fred is very eager to go, just to go back a little bit, Fred's super eager to go into the abandoned circus <laughs> again, everyone's wild. like, no, 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 he's just like pushing it, pushing it, and then uh, the, the Shay talks about like where an abandoned circus sits on the creepiness scale, and like this crew has been to so many creepy places. I was wondering like what would be your personal like on the creepiness scale what's the one place where you would just be like no no never going in there not at all.
0: Okay so this might be something where I grew up in New England but there are sometimes where like my parents would take me to like dinner parties and it would be in this very like secluded like wooded neighborhood that like every house mm-hmm. was like very far apart from each other and mm-hmm. uh, they it, those would always like give me like a little bit of the creeps. Uh, just, like, the, like, random middle of nowhere vibes, uh, especially if there was, yeah, like, a cemetery yeah. nearby. Um, mm. Like, Old Town Salem, Old Town Hampshire, Massachusetts were both, like, kind of, like, spookier areas. I'm trying to think in Los Angeles if I've seen any, like, spooky areas. Um, oh, the Laurel Canyon uh, oh, here, no. like, it's this, like, it's, the same sort of thing like houses are kind of distant from each other and it's this big windy canyon like that could be creepy for me it's not but i could see how it can be because uh, mm. it's like there's usually a lot of cars around there so it's not as spooky but uh what about you lisa any any spooky areas
1: yeah i think um any area that's sort of designed to be full of people but is empty
0: like mm. like, like know, a museum
1: like, yeah yeah museum at night or like a shopping mall like big Ooh. big office block i'm like a weirdo. someone
0: I like the uh, empty shopping mall at night uh, after because the movie theater I go to the most is oftentimes I go like Thursday or Friday nights and once it's closed then I have to walk back to my car through the mall and it's by myself unless there's like a security guard around but that's like I'm always like oh this is so peaceful but mm. I, I understand why people like would be spooked
1: yeah I find that very under- now I
0: might be spooked now that you've said that out loud because I haven't really thought of it before <laughs>
1: It's just, it's like, it's, this is a space that's designed for like hundreds or maybe even thousands of people. And like, it's just you like,
0: yeah, yeah, that would
1: be, if someone said to me, I'll go into the middle of this graveyard at night and like get this thing, I'd be like, okay. But if someone said, go into the middle of this high rise, this office building and get the, I'd be like, oh no, I'm fine. I'll
0: now, just... can I ask, as someone who's lived in the jungle for almost 40 days, and it's like yeah. pitch black at night from everything I've understood, yeah, can that be is. spooky? I know you're with other people, but like, can that be super spooky, like in when you were in Thailand?
1: Um, no, like, no, because it's like, you're so, just, <laughs> just to sound like ridiculous, you're so like one with nature okay. in that setting. Cool. It's very comforting. I remember sometimes if I'd like get up to like go to the bathroom or just like get up to have a, a walk, cause it was very hard to sleep, very hard to mm-hmm. sleep there. So you might often sort of get up in the night and it was just beautiful. Like the, cause there's moonlight, there's you know, no street lights. It's just like the water lapping. A, I remember where we were on the beach or well not, wasn't a beach, but where we were on the hydro lake, there was a very large Island across from us and just, uh, sort of hard to describe it it was almost like a big dark comforting blanket over everything and you get to know all the noises of the jungle and no it was That's very cool. chill
0: Also, oh, your season has one of my favorite tribal councils it's like mm. felt it looked very cramped but it was very pretty
1: yeah it was it was like a cave yeah yeah um it wasn't it wasn't cramped oh it's tiny yeah by the time you get the jury in there it was a little bit but I don't know I never had to sit on that side so I yep. had so much room <laughs> I just had more and more room as the gang progressed
0: yes um <laughs> oh, so uh back to Scooby-Doo uh mm-hmm. the man introduces himself as Marius Brancusi, the ringleader and he inherited the circus from his uncle and he was trying to modernize it he tells the gang that the werewolf they encountered had been shadowing the circus for some months now and scared off many artists he steals jewelry wherever they are he suspects that the werewolf might be one of his own artists and velma notices that the incident alludes to the case during the 18th century in ingolstadt where a werewolf named hans collected a combination of jewels which enabled him to change into werewolf at any time so after Mm -hmm. the gang tells marius that they saw mysteries marius hires them to go undercover as circus performers so that's kind of our setup for the movie like we get the little background stuff and this is like really the really inciting incident. That's like, okay, they're going to be in the circus. They're going to do their different things, but they are trying to solve this mystery of the werewolf and the stolen jewels. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of all this like plot setup and introduction of Marius?
1: Yeah. I liked it. Marius seemed like, um, again, just like nicely characterized. Like I feel like I know a little bit about, about him and how he approaches things. Um Yes, I, in, in this section, I really enjoyed all the like, you know, some of the meta jokes and people joking about like their accents and things like that. And again, Fred just like absolutely busting to be a circus performer. Like, hey, we could pose a circus performers." Oh, what about the circus performer's idea? Like, it was just, yeah, I really liked it. It was a cool setup, I thought.
0: I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this question. Who from your cast is the most likely to have been in a circus or be a circus performer? or would you not be surprised if they were a circus performer and you can skip this question if you don't want to answer it
1: no it's fine um probably it would be a mix between um Eve because she was very flexible and like so she would be like some sort of acrobat or something like that I'd just be like yep that makes total sense and Carla she just tries so many things she's really adventurous she's you know Shooting videos and taking photos and writing articles. And if she was like, Oh, I'm in the circus now, I'd just be like, Oh, yeah, cool, you go.
0: Makes sense, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll tell it, you one thing I actually like really liked about the setup for this was that often the setup, you know, like I th- I'm thinking the Lot Ness one or whatever, whatever, whatever they're like, uh, you know, the gang comes upon a ghost or something, and they're like, and then the main sort of person who owns the house or the castle or whatever goes oh well 400 years ago blah 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 and they tell you like that they tell, you, tell the whole story and then the game like oh so this is probably like that ghost and they're like mm, yeah like whereas in this case this guy was like oh god like what's going on and they're bringing the expertise and I thought there was a, a more elegant way to set it up than we often see
0: yeah no that's that's really interesting and I like that they kind of like it, loop the guy in as opposed to kind of go and do it mm. themselves like they have to get his permission um and so we get their roles fred is going to be a junior assistant backup trapeze position daphne a motorcyclist they can yeah he's like assistant junior, to the assistant to the assistant manager.
1: trapeze manager <laughs> Oh, after that after that disaster he had uh that sounded that cracked me up like <laughs> numerous yeah. circus disaster stories and he's just so cheerful about it he's got a growth mindset for sure in this movie
0: maybe fred might get my mvp this episode i still haven't decided who's getting it um shaggy and scooby are going to be the animal performers and velma gets to be the human comment, where she's like not about that life
1: <laughs> i gonna be enough.
0: she's not yeah. tom cruise
1: no Daphne sort of is though with her like kick-ass motorcycle skills
0: she's an icon I love Daphne here in this movie yeah and the next morning
1: more fleshed out and more fleshed Daphne's getting more and more fleshed out and like cool and I really I love what they're doing with her character although I do wonder if it comes at the expense of Velma's character like they're sort of like oh we can't have like two smart girls so Velma gets a bit like less as Daphne gets a bit more but i I don't know i'd have to watch the whole you'd be more informed about that
0: i i i do feel like they try to like do daphne with like the girl boss and then velma's like the smart boss um so Mm. they have like different attributes um but uh yeah like i appreciate when they let daphne shine and show off her smarts because she is a smart cookie she's very savvy and um i think all women should be treated like as smart individuals in these uh cartoon shows as opposed to like mm. trying to be like only one of them can be smart the other one has to be pretty yeah
1: yeah totally can be um, smart
0: and pretty everyone <laughs> can be smart and pretty
1: everyone can be everything yeah oh, i was one of the things uh, the daphne things i really liked was when marcus was trying oh, marcus marius. marius marius when marius was trying to ward off the werewolf with garlic and daphne's like um that's for vampires and he, and he's like, are you sure? Like, I'm pretty sure. This, and then the werewolf like eats the garlic or whatever, and definitely goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, like, yeah they just solve the mystery with you. vampires, also. Yeah, I'm like, I have been you a thousand times. Like, <laughs> yeah. some some person is like, oh no, I think I know it. You're just like, no, 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 please listen.
0: Yeah. Um, so we get introduced to the other circus artists. The animal trainer is Whitney Doubleday who tells them that Mary's plans to el- eliminate all animal acts in order to modernize the circus. Uh, he uh, didn't yes. have a problem with retiring, but Shaggy finds him suspicious. Velma is a human cannibal, so she gets to meet the strongman Archambald. Uh Fred mm-hmm. meets the trapeze artist Oliviero and his girlfriend Lena. Oliviero immediately becomes jealous of Fred when Lena begins <laughs> to flirt with him. And then Daphne meets the circus clowns, Schmacko and uh, Cisco, And uh, Cisco only communicates with a horn. So Schmacko tells Daphne that he is reluctant to have this role as a clown, says he was once an actor in the Soviet Union. And Schmacko mm-hmm. goes to get refreshments, but then he is abducted by the werewolf. So I just dropped a lot of information on you, a lot of the plot. Anything you want to hit on, we can hit on everything. But, like, where do you want to go with this, Lisa? Uh,
1: I've, I've just got sort of two notes from this section. The first one is... And on the topic of sort of background stuff in this movie, I loved when Marius goes, oh, let's go and meet the circus artist. And Scooby's in the background just going, boo. (laughs)
0: Like
1: Scooby's just, he just wants to be like one foot out the door the whole time. But there's just this momentum now that they're inevitably going to get involved in the circus when really they just want to do something else. And this clown stuff, oh my gosh. Like that, I laughed out loud at this. And um, you say he was like an actor, and I think he's like um I, I've merely taken on the role of a clown like he's so earnest
0: <laughs> I loved Schmacko and Cisco both like the clowns were my yeah. favorites and usually I don't like clowns but they they entertain oh. me in this movie um yeah Scooby also has some, his own agency in this movie we'll talk about his like uh side plot later on but I'm like I'm a fan of Scooby in this movie too he's like Shaggy's disrespecting me and I'm tired of being oh. disrespected
1: yeah yeah he's like no like i yep, i want to solve the crime and i want i'm um, being a good sport but that is not okay yeah and it was not yeah. okay i was very sort of, like, disappointed in shaping in this movie a little bit but um oh well we get there
0: yeah so we get uh the gang witnessing another robbery by the werewolf they're chased by a second werewolf wearing schmacko's uniform um, so they tell Marius, and Marius is like, the show must go on. So Daphne has to fill in for Schmacko, and Fred is going to do the tightrope act to fill in time. Uh, so we get uh, their first big act as a group. Scooby's act uh, is a success, but Shaggy takes credit for Scooby's performance, and he tells the audience that he's Scooby's trainer, uh, mm. which annoyed me. So where do you, uh, I was very upset with Shaggy in this moment. Yeah. Shaggy, uh, what? what the heck?
1: Yeah, I was very happy Matthew Lillard was doing his voice, but very unhappy that he was reading Scooby Doo with such a lack of respect.
0: The disrespect, and Scooby is the star. I the show is called Scooby Doo. It's, it's not called Shaggy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, oh, I think meanwhile- I, it was. Oh, it sort of illuminated how, when, um, you know, people can, people try and meet needs all sorts of ways, right? And I think Shaggy feels, you know, we often see this in these Scooby-Doo movies, that Shaggy wants to be taken more seriously, or he wants to be considered, or he wants to choose what happens. Because in this setup, you know, like, uh, Fred and Daphne and Velma are sort of the parents, and Scooby and Shaggy are sort of the kids, you know, and Scooby's a literal dog, and Shaggy gets treated at times with, you know, even less respect than Scooby does. So you can see why Shaggy, when he gets these opportunities to be in love, or, you know, be a star, or have people admiring him... He goes against his sort of bigger values to just sort of get amongst it. And that's what I think happened here. It's understandable, but still disappointing.
0: So disappointing. Scooby deserves better. Um, And we also get Velma uh, that right before she's about to perform, the two werewolves attack Shaggy and Scooby, and Fred and Marius drop the trapeze safety net on them, but the werewolves are nowhere to be found. So uh, the performers receive a big round of applause because they think the werewolves were part of the show, which um, Mm -hmm. silly, silly audience. Um, So the Mm -hmm. next day, Mary shows the gang the reviews from the performances like, okay, these are the best reviews he's ever gotten. So (laughs) in the reviews, they were like, Shaggy is the greatest circus artist and Scooby's annoyed again. And uh, the critics also call Scooby scabby, which upsets me. And I wanted to fight those critics. When Marius goes to the show the rest of his artists a review, Archambault knocks a book and the Ingolstadt uh, werewolves off the shelf in his office and the gang is starting to suspect that Marius might be involved in the werewolves' attacks since Marius initially claimed to have no knowledge on werewolves. The page which has the list of the jewels a werewolf needs is the one that Velma finds that the only jewel left uh, that the werewolf doesn't have is a carbonado. Car- carbonado. And I just want wanted pasta after uh, watching that scene um because it sounds like carbonara and then they (laughs) confront marius about the book and marius is like the book is not mine so that's a lot of information again so marius Mm. is a suspect now but i was also Mm. like "Mm, if they're suspecting marius it's not him that's usually my tell with scooby-doo
1: yeah Uh, you've watched more than me Uh, that didn't like put me off i was very in the dark in this movie just like. Just to give an illusion to the future. I was very in the dark in this movie about who the villains were. Like I've got a list, and I'm just like I don't. Know, the same reasons why none of these people could be it.
0: I got one of them. There was the plot twist that I was like, oh, I was like, oh, we solved it. They're there. Um, but I mm. didn't. I I got one of them, but it was like literally like ten minutes before that it was revealed that I was like, oh, I think it's this person. We haven't seen this person in a while. Um, that's mm. why I thought it was them, but. Um, I didn't, I thought it was like the sus was too strong on marians for it to actually be him. Uh yeah. I did suspect him for a while at the beginning, but once they like started investigating him more, I was like, mm, no, they're too on top of him. If he were to be the werewolf, they would be on him around him, he wouldn't be able to pull it off.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't always yeah. I was apply, I think I was applying like a little bit too much reason. I was like, oh, if this person's mm-hmm. there, then they can't have been there. But it, I don't know. I'm probably applying too much like deductive reasoning to a 2012 Scooby-Doo <laughs> direct-to-TV Hey, but that's yet. the
0: fun of this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. I, was, so was, you, I, I Is there the anything bit, else you um, want to discuss? Yeah, yeah, I love the bit in this where um, uh, Shaggy says, I, I think it's in this bit, um, the, they're sort of getting threatened by the werewolves, and Shaggy says, I don't want to be a werewolf, and Scooby-Doo goes, and I'm already a dog
0: yeah scooby deserves better so much uh, mm. when going for a lunch break shaggy receives numerous praise from the locals and scooby gets more annoyed uh so shaggy bribes him with a wheelbarrow full of scooby snacks to prevent him from quitting and i'm like no scooby you should quit regardless um
1: oh, yeah i thought scooby i thought scooby was gonna turn that down but oh scooby
0: yeah. snacks see scooby should have gone on strike like the actors
1: mm, yes yeah, yeah.
0: Ma- marius informs the game yeah, same. I, I, it's, it's wild, and I'm here for it. Um, Marius informs the gang that they will be doing a private show for Wolfric von Riddingsvard, a singer from the bad Wolf's Moon. So we forgot to talk about this. Shaggy is obsessed mm. with this band. We find that out early on. There's a billboard that he's like, I would love to see them in Atlantic City. Um, so Shaggy's very excited about this. And Velma also discovers that a carbonado is also called a black diamond which is a jewel that Wolfric owns. So this is all starting Mm -hmm. to put the pieces together. And as I'm doing this recap, I am starting to like be like, okay, this is a very craftily written Scooby-Doo movie compared to some other ones. Uh, That said, I still didn't enjoy it that much.
1: (laughs) And I think uh, that that stuff with um, Shaggy, like going back to what I was saying about Shaggy sort of Shaggy and Scooby being like infantilized in 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 this group. Um, yeah so straight away Shaggy's like oh my gosh my favorite performer ever is performing like let's go and then Fred's like oh the circus and (laughs) even as they're getting into it Shaggy and Scooby are like no like we don't want to do like Shaggy clearly wants he wants to go to this rib place he wants to see the concert but again like what he wants doesn't count and then when everyone's like oh you're amazing he's like oh thank you finally like I'm getting seen it's very psychologically realistic
0: it really is and poor Shaggy Shaggy deserves better um, in this moment, not in the rest of the movie. He's still getting my LVP, probably. But in this moment, like, Fred, you should just hook your homie up. Like, you went to the circus. Now it's time to let Shaggy do his thing. But at least they're getting it in a yeah. backhanded way. Um, yeah, I don't so, think
1: Fred's very big on win-win scenarios. I don't think yeah. Fred's great. He's not great at reading a room. He's not great at like giving everyone equal respect. And he's not great at making crafting a situation where everyone gets a little bit of what they want. He's very... Yeah
0: yeah um so the gang prepares Mm -hmm. to catch the werewolf during the show uh but before the show begins arnchimbalt lena and marius go missing during the show the werewolves appear after scooby's act along with three more each wearing the clothes of the three missing artists we just mentioned the werewolves manage to steal the black diamond from Wolfric, continue the chase and uh shaggy is gonna pull off one of the werewolves fur and find red fur underneath it Scooby notices the cage, which had Doubleday's baboons, is empty, making them realize the werewolves were just Doubleday and his trained baboons in disguise. Shaggy uses one of Doubleday's Spanish commands to stop them. Doubleday tries to escape but is tranquilized, caught by Archimbald, who claims that he was tied up in a, storage shed, a short storage shed, but managed to break the ropes, and they find the rest of the missing artist. So we didn't really discuss this, but Doubleday, the animal trainer, had the trained baboons, and Shaggy and Scooby learned that they trained the baboons using Spanish, so Calmate uh, or Kansate, uh, I don't remember the words but like it was, they were just saying uh, Yeah, Discansa. yeah, I like Discansa. that yeah. yeah, so I like that they were Again, um, uh, doing as much educational material as Dora tries
1: <laughs> I've been learning Spanish on Duolingo now for We I think, need to be friends 800... on Duolingo,
0: I'm a French girl Oh yeah, yeah, yeah um,
1: 836 days
0: Oh, I'm just on 7 uh, Pero mi español
1: is muy mal Muy mal
0: it's bueno. Uh, pero, um, so I've been wanting to get on Duolingo for a while. And then I matched with this girl on Hinge. And like she was like talking about Duolingo and like in her bio. And we were texting for a while. And I'm pretty sure she ghosted me now, but she's the reason I got on Duolingo. So shout out to that girl. Um, and shout out to the bird on TikTok, who's hilarious. And that's why, because we were talking about the Duolingo TikTok account. And then oh. she asked me what was on my For You page. And then I told her that there was like Glee and Disney Channel stuff. And then, I don't know, maybe she was uninterested from that. She just ghosted me after that message. Maybe she's busy. <sighs> Who knows? I don't know.
1: People are so okay. weird. Okay, while we're sharing weird hinge experiences, um, uh, this is what I find the absolute weirdest. When you match with someone, so you've liked their page, they liked your page. And they ask you like, or no so yeah you get a thing saying this person's liked your page and you look at them and you're like yep that seems cool and they've written you a message and the message is something like hey i see you really like board games what are some of your favorites and then you write back hey oh i really like this game and this game what about you and then they never talk to you again yeah and you're like what what on earth like i don't feel like anything i wrote in that message like i (laughs) just like what what makes people just go oh nah like you understand if you have like a little bit of a conversation but
0: (laughs) I I can relate to the fact of disappearing sometimes because I will delete those apps randomly and then reinstall them later and try to pick up where we left off but like also if you are going to initiate the conversation you should at least like respond if like maybe I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and they're like oh they delete the apps but like if you're still on the apps and you ignore it that's weird
1: it's really weird like you can even like so if that was I mean I, yeah like I say I'm, i the same thing happened with someone I was like I had my profile like walking and they're like oh where do you like walking around here and I'm like oh you know I really like this if I want to do a bit of a longer walk I do this like what about you nothing It's is like
0: people are strange There's
1: nothing in this answer that could
0: protect your son don't allow him to ever get on the apps because they're trash
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's hard it's rough I don't yeah do not I don't go on the, like I just I've got them on so if any I've just got one I've just got Hinge and if anyone likes me like I get notified but I don't go on and like you know like people anymore or see messages yeah. or because I'm just like oh this is just disheartening to the max yeah
0: exactly yeah. um who who do you think is I um no that's a dumb question Fred's the most likely to be on Hinge or on any of the apps probably Fred and Daphne I feel like uh, maybe I Shaggy. Fre- Fre-
1: no Fred would be on tinder
0: yeah, yeah i think velma un- velma
1: velma would be on hinge and daphne would be on bumble okay or maybe the other, maybe the other way around
0: and scooby would be on the one where it's like you match to like walk your dogs together it's like a dog <laughs> dating app
1: oh awesome we don't have that in new zealand that would be, that would be that's a real good one.
0: unfortunate um yeah. so anyway,
1: I, I think i'm on the on the topic of dating i think i'm going to open up my dating pool to be international
0: Slide. I love it.
1: Long distance relationships are my future, I feel like.
0: Just need someone from the patron group. Megan did it. (laughs) And Paul did it.
1: (laughs) We'll get cool keys. Yeah, very very open. Very open. Any any patrons out there? Um,
0: Oh my
1: god. Yeah. No, but you're gonna also have
0: like creepy survivor fans coming into your DMs. Maybe like stay on the apps and don't open it up to like the the random patrons but you never Survivor know. Survivor
1: fans know. aren't creepy. I think someone who's interested in dating a winner of Survivor is someone that I would be interested in also. <laughs> to be,
0: yeah. I mean you you have to be like if someone's interested in that like that is like a fact about you. You are a winner of Survivor. You're people if they're not interested in dating a winner of Survivor then you like there's like some mental block that would be there.
1: Uh, yeah I had this um Oh my god, I had this old partner and um, uh, so this is after I won Survivor, right? After I won Survivor and after everyone was like, I mean not everyone like I'm not trying to sound like conceited or something but you know, a lot of people were like, wow, she did really well, like that was a good game of Survivor like, well done. And this jerk would still try and tell me stuff about Survivor like we'd be watching American Survivor and he'd be like, oh I think this person should have done this and I'd be like, oh no, like, you know, for this and this reason that definitely wouldn't have worked with the numbers. He's like, oh no, 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 like, like I'm not saying everyone has to agree with me 100% with everything I say about Survivor. That's ridiculous. But this guy would not give me, he wouldn't give me one fucking thing. And I'm just like, you're so wrong. I, I wouldn't say this to his face, but my internal monologue would be like, you are so wrong. Please, please listen to me. Give me a little bit of credit here. Yeah, He would not. Yeah, guys like that can just jump in the bin.
0: Yes, clown. Like, like Schmacko, yeah. but not as cool. Um, no
1: no or I, would, I would actually maybe if he'd been able, able, been able to express himself through like a honker that would have been he could have been like honk 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 and I'd be like oh you're saying my takes on Survivor are great I agree yes well, let's go to dinner
0: it's giving Charlie Brown the teachers
1: yeah oh. yeah 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 or there was this one part where he's like doing the thing and then I can't remember who it is but they're like hmm so what would they have done with the forklift <laughs> <laughs> this movie made me laugh a lot
0: I'm happy that you had that experience. I wish I had that experience. (laughs) Um, So we see that Doubleday is still unconscious and is taken away by the police, uh, but they can't find any of the jewels. Um, So this is where I actually really started to like the writing and like, oh, this is going to get a little meta. They're like, oh, usually we still have more time. Like We don't solve the mystery this quickly, usually. I love Um, it. And the next day, the Brancusi Circus packs up and prepares to leave Atlantic City. Marius thanks the gang, for, and he gives them free passes to any of the Brancusi Circus performances. Archambault bids Velma good luck in finding the Black Diamond. Schmako informs Daphne that he decided to quit his job as a clown and pursue his dream in the theater. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, however,
0: after the circus train begins to depart, Velma starts to think that there is something missing. Velma remembers that Archambault last heard that the jewel was referred to uh, uh, not as the Black Diamond, but as the Carbonado, and recounts that before Doubleday was captured, he said, you won't take us that easy, meaning that he had an accomplice. So she also noticed that during last night's performance, the ropes around Archambault weren't broken, but the ends were cut. So she remembers that only they, they only found the book about the Ingolstadt werewolves when Archibald knocked it off the shelf. So they start putting the pieces together. Archibald planted it there. And they're like, oh, he's Doubleday's accomplice. So they get off this high speed uh, pursuit on a train and they see Archimbald attacking Marius to get the box office money and Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne are going to board the train to save Marius but due to Shaggy and Scooby delaying Daphne she couldn't join them and this is where Shaggy apologized to Scooby uh, to Scooby for being a mean person taking credit for the act and they reconcile and free the baboons to help them start Archimbald. Uh, subduing him with tranquilizer. So what do you think of this Archibald plot twist in the tra- train heist? Which This is the third movie I've watched in three weeks with uh, a train <laughs> heist between Mission Impossible and uh, Indiana Jones.
1: Is, is this ranked third with those?
0: Yeah, this is yeah. the worst.
1: <laughs> I think I would go Indiana Jones 1, Mission Impossible 2. Oh, I don't know. It's really hard. Actually, no. I think in oh, terms oh. of
0: train scenes, I think oh. I go Mission Impossible 1, Indiana Jones 2, this third. But um, I think my favorite, I, lo- I love, I don't know, I think the action set pieces were good. I really love the rickshaw chase in Indiana Jones. I thought that one was really well paced. And the horse one mm-hmm. um, where he's um, yeah, in the subway. Yeah. I thought those cool. were great action scenes. Yeah, um, yeah
1: my but, problem, my problem is the Indiana Jones movie, that third, that opening sequence was like one of the own, like one of the redeeming features of the movie for me. So I hesitate to put it second, but that Mission Impossible one was so good. Anyway, okay, well we're different. agreed. Scooby Doo third on that. Um, I had like a, oh uh, no, and um, yeah, I thought it was, int- yeah, I really liked it. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. I really liked it. It was very clever. Liked having a second mystery. Liked the sort of thrilling way it ended. Uh, this episode didn't just like peter out like it like started banging at the circus and it like you just banged all the way through until the end. I liked it.
0: Yeah. Um so in terms of Archimbald, uh the plot twist that I did not see. I got the I got the animal trainer double day. Um mm-hmm. but Archimbald I was like, oh okay cool. But then I saw that there was like twenty minutes left and movie, I was like no <laughs> Oh. Uh, I was so excited for it to be done because this one, I don't know, for whatever reason, I couldn't get into this one, but I'm really happy you enjoyed it. This is like the opposite of the Loch Ness Monster one where you didn't yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It was, when we did that one, I remember thinking that you might have been a bit like, oh, like, I don't know, a bit like disappointed or like a bit uh, that I didn't like it. But now that the situations are reversed, I'm like, oh, no, it's actually really cool. Like, it doesn't take anything away from me enjoying it that yeah. you didn't. Your experience It, it your just art. makes like a cool conversation. Yeah. This is a great yeah. therapeutic experience. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as Archibald is taken away by the police, Marius informs the gang that Doubleday and Archibald had worked with his uncle for years. They were probably angry that Marius took charge and decided to modernize the circus. Uh, they also, I also think that they were probably bitter that they didn't get picked as the owners. But I'm like, it's That's a family thing. Uh, but anyways, when Doubleday got caught, uh, Archibald double-crossed him in order to buy some time to get away with the jewels and the box office money. And then at the end, Wolfric arrives, thanks the game for recovering his jewel and gives them a private performance. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on this or are we are we closing yeah, this? Um,
1: yeah, it was just like a nice, there was a nice ending. Uh, yeah, no, it was yeah. very clever property, I enjoyed it.
0: Should we get into our regular shenanigans? Like the spreadsheet yes, stuff? please.
1: please. Oh, All and right. I was gonna say one thing, there was at the end when Shaggy was calling out to Scooby-Doo, i thought he was gonna say like scooby-doo where are you or scooby-doo i need you or like one of those sort of iconic lines from the thing but he didn't he just said like he
0: did not unfortunately yeah but
1: i was like bracing for that
0: all right so we got big top scooby-doo which is gonna be here let's start off with our culprit game lisa who did you suspect the culprits were going to be this movie and were you correct or were you incorrect
1: no, no one. I literally did not know until they've revealed it in the movie. <laughs> like, like it was this person with this. I was like, oh, wow. This is the first time it's ever happened. I'm very sorry for the guest points, but there's definitely a zero from me. That's so terrible. bad. Oh, but I do have a bit of a bone to pick with this. So, oh, yeah. I didn't, I noticed that, um, I, um, yeah, what's, I noticed that the strongman's ropes were cut, right? But, I thought it was just bad animation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was intentional, I guess.
1: Like, those have been cut, but then I was, oh no, come on, Lisa. You know, you're overanalyzing, but I've realized now I should not, I shouldn't, I should, I I should never underanalyze a Scooby Doo movie. Really need to go to that. Did you
0: have a guess at all, or were you just like, I don't know, and I'm just going to say, I don't know? Like, no, I was,
1: yeah, just nothing. Like, so clueless, so clueless.
0: Well, it's okay because, because... I,
1: I ruled out everyone basically i was like well that can't be right and then i didn't yeah nothing so sorry sorry maybe that's sorry why you enjoy this. it so
0: much because it got you it didn't Ooh. it didn't uh blindside you uh mm-hmm. like you were blindsided you didn't you couldn't uh have you couldn't get it um mm-hmm. i ended up uh thinking it was double day uh, i did not see arch paul coming but it made sense afterwards so with that I have 29 points and the audience has 27.5 or the guests have 27.5. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, shall we go to our MVPs, nice. LVPs next? Yes. All right. So we're going to do this. Uh, we got big top Scooby-Doo. Lisa, do you want to go first and do you want to start with the LVPs or the MVPs?
1: Um, well, I've got <laughs> LVP. I've got a, a, a um, I, I will give you a real one, but my fake one is Scooby Doo in human form? I can't I believe will... we haven't talked about it yet.
0: Yes, that you want to talk about it?
1: So disturbing and made me deeply unhappy.
0: I get it. I get it. I didn't like it either. So I put that Scooby Doo human um, in there as the LVP. Um, yeah.
1: If you haven't watched this, if people are listening to this podcast like me and don't watch this movie, do not get tempted to YouTube scooby-doo as a human the weird dream that shaggy has it, it's permanently marred my love of scooby-doo so weird
0: i'm glad i don't remember it that deeply i just remember being <laughs> uncomfortable by it but i don't remember what it looks like and i will not be googling it um and then do, do you have a bonus mvp as well or no bonus mvp
1: um oh, a bonus one um uh no i don't know no no i don't
0: All right, so do you have an MVP or LVP from the core group or do you want me to start?
1: You you can start. I'm
0: going to give my LVP to Shaggy because he was being a conceited diva and I didn't like that behavior and Scooby did not deserve that. So that Mm -hmm. is why Shaggy is getting my LVP of the core five. Lisa, do you have your LVP ready or do you want me to do MVP? No, no,
1: I do. And it's exactly the same as yours.
0: Good choice, good choice. Exactly the
1: same. Just horrifying. Shaggy and Scooby, you've been through so much. You're best friends. Like just treat- There's no excuse to treat someone
0: that badly. Agreed. And then in terms of MVP, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Because transparently, I'm still thinking of mine.
1: (laughs) Well, good. Well, I want to go first because I've got an absolutely shocking, someone I never thought I would ever say was the MVP. And it's Fred. Yeah. It's Fred, yeah. I just, he was so delightful. I love his earnestness. I love his pursuit of joy. I just love it. There's, There's bad things, but... Uh, Yeah, for me, I just heart- Lisa, do you want to
0: know how you just made history?
1: Oh, yeah. You
0: are the first person other than myself to ever give Fred an MVP (laughs) point in the history of this podcast. Woo! Congrats on your history. With that said, I am, part of me wants to give it to Fred because he was living his best life. But I think for the sake of diversity, I will give it to someone else. And that means I am between uh, either Scooby or Velma I love Daphne, but she was Mm. kind of like B-tier and I don't see it. So I think I'm going to give it to Velma just because she was a queen bee in this. Uh, She got Mm. things done. As much as Scooby is my guy, I think he deserved better than what Shaggy was giving him. But like in terms of his agency, I think, I don't know. I really want to give it to Scooby. Like my heart wants to give it to Scooby. but I feel like I shouldn't. I should give it to Velma. So I'm giving it to Velma.
1: Mm. Yeah. 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 Daphne was my second choice um she yeah because she was she was so smart she knew she knew her stuff her motorcycling was amazing yeah so i did did like daphne in this one yeah daphne and fred are normally not the two characters that i'm you know all about but this was a well-rounded movie
0: i agree and in terms of big top scooby-doo I will go first with the score. I gave it a 1.5 on Letterboxd. I stand by it. Like in hindsight, I think maybe I was too critical, but like my experience watching the movie was not the best, Uh, but I enjoyed it that Lisa loved it. And I really enjoyed this discussion. I think it's a stronger written movie, which is why I was originally going to give it a point of just a one star, but I give it a 1.5 afterwards, because I think the writing was actually stronger than, uh i gave credit for um so Mm. when i was reflecting on it i was like okay i'll give it a 1.5 so lisa how about you how are you going to elevate this movie in the rankings
1: Uh, i'm going to give it a four
0: a four so that leaves it with an average of 2.75 uh lisa defend your score
1: i did not know who the villain was it made me laugh like it's a direct to tv movie made for kids and it made me laugh a number of times i felt like i cared about and got to know the characters it was this was like a sophisticated-ish movie
0: i love that uh so with that 1.5 plus lisa's four we get an average of 2.75 leaving it kind of like low low middle low middle tier it's not the Mm -hmm. best of the best it's not the worst of the worst it's just kind of solid low tier scooby-doo um same score as music of the vampire Uh, from a couple weeks previously. So I'm worried about this current era of Scooby-Doo because we're kind of in the 2.75, 3.25 range for a couple of these Mm -hmm. projects. Uh, We haven't had a standout standout movie since uh, your last, oh no, uh, Camp Scare was pretty good. But Mm -hmm. your last appearance was also another really good one. But like these have been kind of lacking lately. And it's kind of disappointing, but hopefully, uh, I do know a lot of people love Mask of the Blue Falcon. I'm excited to encounter it for the first time. Mm. We also got Haunted Holidays soon. Um, so, and uh, Scooby-Doo and uh, the Batman is coming closer and closer, which you'll be on <laughs> as well. um, So, Lisa, do you have any final thoughts on this Scooby-Doo movie and Scooby-Doo as a franchise at this time?
1: Um, I love Scooby-Doo. I love listening to your podcast, even when I don't watch the movies. It's just like a nice Scooby-Doo reminder in my podcast feed. And yeah, thank you for having me on and for indulging, for encouraging me to think more deeply about this movie. I love
0: that, Lisa. Thank you for joining me as always. Lisa, where can the people of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network keep up with you? Where can people keep up to date with all your shenanigans that you have going on? And what is your pop culture plug?
1: Well, at the moment, I'm still on Twitter, mainly through lack of, um, you know, motivate, you know, lack of just time or motivation to go on to other things. So people could still follow me there if they're still there. So my Twitter is at Lisa Stanger, S T A N G E R. It's my old name. And my pop culture plug, I mean, I think I already gave it that Tony Hawk
0: documentary. Wow. And the the new
1: Mission Impossible movie, you know, but surely no one needs any like impetus to go and see that. But it was just a good time.
0: Um, for me, you can follow me at What the Fleep on all social media, including threads. Um, Instagram is primarily where I post things these days, and that's where I'm at, including like my stand up stuff. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok as well. Uh, we are getting geared up to do High School Musical, the musical the series, the final season, season four. I'm very excited about it. I already started rewatching the first season in preparation for our rewatch series that we're doing. Um, also, Media Made Me is going to start dropping soon, which is the interview series uh, that. Uh, I'm interviewing people and getting to know how media shapes their personality and individuality. Um, And I'm very excited about that series. So that's coming out soon. Um, Also, we're going to keep chugging along Scooby-Doo movies for the time being. And otherwise my pop culture plug is we mentioned it earlier, Duolingo, go learn (laughs) another language. Um, with that said, do we have a hashtag for this episode? I know Twitter is a dying medium, but a hashtag. Oh, also my plug is also support the actors and the writers. Mm. Uh, support the strike.
1: Yes, co-sign, co-sign to that. Yes. Um, I, I, I have my, like, hashtag Circo Arts.
0: Circo Arts. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Circo. Circo. Circo <laughs> yeah, Arts. It's love that. Um, with that said, until next time, everyone, when we got Scooby-Doo, Haunted Holidays, from myself and Lisa, we are going to go take these carbonados and go get some carbonara. Goodbye. Andoro. Step right this way. It's finally the day the circus comes to town. We're true to the bill. The acrobat's
1: drill and why
0: stage for the greatest show.